Welcome back to Minorities Report Film. I am Raul, and today I have the privilege to sit down the writer, director, producer of one of my favorite South by Southwest films, Women as Losers, Lisette Feliciano. Lisette, welcome to Minorities Report. Oh my goodness. Hi, Raul. Thank you so much for having us. This is such a treat for me, such a pleasure. Um, I'm really grateful. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for, bringing, for, uh, for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I, I said it. I love your film. Before we get into it, can you tell the audience, for those that haven't seen it, that don't know anything about it, uh, what Women as Losers is about? Yeah, sure. Um, so Women as Losers had its world premiere at South by Southwest 2021. It's inspired by a Janis Joplin song of the same title from 1967. And it's also inspired by a conversation I had with my mother. Um, it's inspired partly by her life. And it's about um, a young woman in uh, the late 1960s, early 1970s in the uh, Mission District of San Francisco as she basically fights everything um, in her way to becoming a financially independent business owner um, in the late 60s and early 70s, which was very difficult for women of color at the time, women in general, um, and sometimes still is. So it's really a story of hope. It's a story of inspiration. It's a story of how do you pull yourself up by your bootstraps um, when you don't have boots? And um, I'm really excited for everybody to watch it. So that's, that's, that's a little bit about what it is. I, I love the film. Um, I, so it's, it's funny because I went into it not really knowing anything about it. Okay. And I was, I was like, what an interesting title, right? I knew the synopsis <laughs> and I was like, what an interesting title, Women as Losers. And it, you described it perfectly and it, 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 what I love about it is like the way I describe it is it's a film about so many things, but within it, like at its core, at its heart, is a woman that is is it, we see through her eyes the struggles of women, you know, today, then, and really always, right? Uh, what it's been like, and like I like what you said, which is how do you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which is the common expression um, when you don't have boots, uh, amazing. <clears throat> I have said, this is one of my very top films, if not my favorite film of the festival. And it was actually the very first film I saw. And so when I, when I watched it, I was like, wow, it, if the rest of it is like this, this is gonna be a great festival experience. <laughs> it was so good this year. It was so incredible to be oh, with some of those names out there. It, it, it was a great lineup. It was absolutely was. And, and, and I love that it was consistent. I love how I started. And I love that consistently it was great, but like my start with Women as Losers was fantastic. You know, the film feels so intimate. It feels so personal. Yeah. I know you said it's inspired by a Janis Joplin song, which I, I was not aware. I'm not even familiar with the song at all, um, but also with a conversation with your mom, um, was it just like the conversation was it about her experience, like you said, growing up and, and having to face a lot of this through that, that era? Yeah, well, actually, it was actually a really eye-opening moment for me because I was like, you know, we're, we're probably grew up pretty similarly, but um, I noticed that, like immigrant moms in particular, Latin moms in particular, they, um, this immigrant grit of like, you know, put your head down, work hard, don't complain and just keep working. You have to work three times as hard to get half as far. And so she kind of prepared all of her children for that. Um, but she didn't really ever tell us why. We just knew that that's what we had to do. We had to be, we had to be good. We had to be better. We had to be best, right? That was kind of that was the the mandate leaving our home 
Um, and I was doing all of these things in the industry in, in when I went out to, to start my career in, in the industry. And it just, it wasn't really working. Like this was prior to Me Too, prior to everything like that, a few years prior to that. Um, and I had to come home to her just like really ashamed, like quite ashamed actually. And just say, okay, mommy, time out. Like some, I'm doing the things you told me, it's not working. But I, I think it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not, you know, maybe I just, I'm just not cut out for this, right? And it was a really sad moment. And I think she saw it in my face that she needed to give me a little bit more context about what was happening mm. to me. So she told me about her life basically. And her industry was the real estate industry in the 60s and 70s. And mm. it was crazy because what was, she was telling me was so similar to what I was telling her that I was dealing with, like barriers to funding and, you know, just um, having a hard time getting people to take me seriously mm. um, and, you know, being called ambitious, right? When it's, and, you know, like sort of a, a, a confusion and amusement to like my very carefully laid out plans that the reception that I was getting to it. And so when she told me and she, and she backed it up with receipts, man, she showed me things that I'd never could have imagined before. And I was really eye-opening and I thought, oh my God, how did I not know this? Um, mm. And I started asking in my neighborhood, I started asking other people, fathers and everybody. Um, and they, they came out with, you know, this is what's happening. This is what happened. And I was like, well, this is exactly what's happening now still. Mm. Um, it's just not, it's not legal anymore on paper, but it's still legal, it's still happening and the ramifications are very similar. So the reason that I wanted to make that movie was because then the reason the characters actually break the fourth wall to talk to you is because I wanted to kind of put everybody in the in my seat of where I was when I was like hit with all these unsaid truths, you know, mm -hmm. and it's also a way of like, you know, I wasn't trying to make a trauma drama. Um, I didn't want it to feel like we were victimizing this group of people, you know, there's power in owning mm -hmm. your disadvantages. And so all of the characters in their own way, like own their narrative. And whether mm. you like what they say or you don't like what they say, they're going to say it. And it's up to you to decide if you're okay with hearing something like that or if you don't like it. That's one, That's exactly how my mom is. Um, <laughs> she, excuse me, she's very much exactly what you just said. Uh, this is who I am. This is how I am. Uh, and some people are gonna like it, some people won't like it, but it, it, I can't change who I am. And, and she's very much about embracing that. Um, and your mom sounds very wise, as do the, the rest of the people that you spoke to, um, and, and about just being able to communicate that with you. Um, I, I can imagine, you know, I don't have children, but I can imagine what that must be like about figuring out when is the right time to have conversations, you know, that like, it, it, there's almost that optimism of like, I, I'm really just hoping that maybe they don't experience this, right? Maybe they don't have to know. Um, but then there comes that place where like, you know, you, reality hits and you're just like, oh, it's, 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 it's nothing has changed. It's all the same. Yeah. And, and that's so, point, what you just said, like, you know, I think there was an optimism of okay, I went through this, so you don't have to, you know, she made, she made sure I had an education, something that she wasn't able to get for herself. She didn't want me to learn Spanish because she didn't want me to have an accent because she thought that was going to hurt me. I learned Spanish anyways, behind mm -hmm. her back, um, you know, but so she was in her own way, creating a world for me where I wouldn't be 
you know, held back by some of the things that held her back, but it wasn't, I think it wasn't as much as she had hoped. So I think there was a lot of sadness for her to hear like, okay, I have to tell you what actually happened. And I never wanted to put that in your path. I didn't want you to go into the world thinking that, but also in, in not telling you this, like maybe, you know, maybe I can, I can show you around some, some of these walls. So you're not just hitting, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel here. That's awesome. Um, you uh, you mentioned uh, that you break the fourth wall, yeah. which it, it, it was. I I absolutely love films that break the fourth wall, especially when they do it well. And I just feel like it's done so well. And you do it right from the beginning in this film. Um, the opening <laughs> sequence was so unique and so uh, clever. Uh, right I, I felt like that's one thing I keep using when I talk to people I just feel like it's, I feel like the film is just so clever and it's also I feel like that opening scene is very bold because I feel like a lot of people are going to criticize it um but but you're you're just coming right you, you so first you open it you break the, for that fourth wall we're seeing a little bit like we're getting you're setting up the mood you're setting up the feel you're setting up a little bit the expectations which is so important for opening sequences right you have to set up what the expectations are for the film. Um, you also set up characters, um, and then you give us this PSA about <laughs> <laughs> about um, what to expect, and you acknowledge how can I say you can you acknowledge some of the challenges of low budget indie filmmaking, especially when it comes to doing a period piece because your film is set in the '60s, um, and I I found that to be uh, very charming and very clever and immediately I was like oh like I sat up straight and I was like wait a second what am I walking into like (laughs) and you got my attention and again I feel like uh I feel like people are going to look at that one way or the other but like my approach to it was just like it immediately caught my attention and I was like this film knows exactly what it is very Mm self-aware and also the entire film our main character is extremely self-aware of the world and of what she's experiencing and of what women experience. Um, so it all felt consistent, which is so important. Um, that opening sequence, was that always in the script or was that something that came in later? Um, thank you, oh my goodness, thank you. I, I, you touched on a couple of things there, so I'll try to, I'll try to get through. through. Sure. But opening, it was there from the beginning, right? Cause I, I was like, there's so much context here and also, like, if I didn't do that, it was going to be, like, I was never going to get the budget to do a period piece, right? And, like, everybody right. always, make your first movie in one room, blah, you know, like, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but right. it's not what you wanted to do. So, I was like, let me just level with the audience and see if they'll go with me on it. Um, and they did, thankfully. <laughs> um, but the, so the opening scene was, I was like, look, the story that's happening in the screen is very much the story happening behind the screen like the message of the film is how do you pull yourself up from your bootstraps when you don't have boots mm-hmm. and that is the film that's the mm-hmm. movie so the, the the there's a message in the film but the film itself is the message too um mm-hmm. and so yeah it was it was very much there from the beginning and yes i was very aware that it's either gonna you know it's gonna work for some people it's not gonna work for other people but without that device and I don't really call it, without that voice, it just turned into a trauma drama and I wasn't trying to do that. Um, and I understand like it's it's a little bit, it can be tough to kind of like be confronted with that kind of stuff. But 
I mean, our worlds are like that. We have to have a little bit of humor. We have to have a little bit of, of control over our narrative. And it's interesting that where, where that, you know, it's my voice, like that is my voice. That's as clear cut as anything else. Everything in those fourth wall breaks is, is my voice, is Lorenza's voice, is Simu's voice, is Brian's voice. Like we all came to this story the cast and I all came to the story saying, okay, what do we want to say? Because we might not get another chance to say it, right? It took so, it was so hard to even get to the point where we could say this. So like, whether it works for people or it doesn't work for people, we came and we said what we needed to say or what we wanted to say. And that, you know, at the same time, we're breaking the fourth wall, but we're also breaking the fourth dimension, right? These people are in the 60s and the 70s, but when they break the fourth wall, they're 2021, they're telling you they're talking to you from an internal, not telling you, but they're talking, they're, they're allowing you into their internal world. Mm. And that can be off-putting because it's, it's a bit, it's, it's strong, you know, it's, it's a little bit um, confront, it's a, a little yeah. bit confrontational in some types of ways, but it's honest. It, it tries to be honest. Um, and I think the cast did an amazing job. It, you know, they, they imbued humor into it and they, you know, there was a tongue in cheekness that they tried to add to it. And, that, yeah, that was our voice. That was the voice. And we wanted that voice to come out. So I'm really, I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I stand by it. I think you should. I think it's an awesome choice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I think, so you, you, we've talked, you've, the film talks a, a lot about that sense of like the, the, the experience of being a woman throughout time. Um, but it also, it, the film has so much commentary, right? There's uh, commentary on, yes, the woman experience, but also social structures, um, also on culture, um, which is it's such a huge thing that I actually find myself discussing a lot these days. My wife is white and she has such, she's American, she has such a hard time with the idea of culture and like it, just what she sees other people and like my husband is Puerto Rican, he has culture, and I have friends that are Korean, and they have this culture that they're so proud of, and I just have such a hard time, especially with everything that happened in 2020, this is like, so many people are just having to face that, right, um, and so this has been something, a, a regular topic of conversation for me, and when I watch this film, that's one thing that stood out, so you like, you have Hispanic culture, right, you have Selena, um, her parents, her friends, um, you have American culture, Right? You address Minerva and Calvin's uh, interracial relationship and how very much it wasn't accepted them and in some places it's not accepted now, right? Um, and then you also have the Asian American culture with Gilbert, um, his grandfather, and how you highlight the, how do I say, uh, the U.S. anti-immigration when it suits us culture. Um, and you address that like Chinese Exclusion Act of like 1882 and like you have the Immigration Act um why that's another thing I, there's you're already addressing so many things why was that something that for you was also important to address um uh it's a big question man <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's a good question i just want to make sure i'm giving it justice it was i didn't even it, it was natural to address for me mm -hmm. because that's the world yeah. I live in. It, it, I, you know, I have Asian American people in my family. My nieces are part Asian American. They're the loves of my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I grew up 
in, in, you know, around Filipino Americans, right? I grew up around Asian Americans. Gilbert's mm. a real person in our, in our life. Um, ah. And so what I, what it seems like I've noticed is there seems to be like a segregation in content, right? There's this, there's a space, there's a story for the, the Asian Americans, there's a story for the African American, and there's a story for the Latin Americans, and a story for the mm-hmm. Caucasian Americans, but it, it almost feels like there's a segregation in the screen, which is, I, I mean, I enjoy a lot of these stories, but I, you know, I, I just want to see what happens when, when the, when the, the, what is it, the, when the frames come down and we know everyone's working together and, and it, it, and it, cohabitating in this space and what we're seeing so much now especially with you know what's kind of happening in our world not to go that that far but you're seeing the intersectionality of cultures like become (laughs) come into the conversation and you're seeing you know the asian american community stand up for the latin american community you're seeing latin american community stand up for the asian american community you're seeing the african-american community stand up for for everybody and we're, we're starting to band together and you're seeing the caucasian american community come to the table and say hey okay we want to be part of this conversation maybe that's hopeful or or, or not or, or optimistic um but i always believe that there's more that unites us than divides us and my work before this film and my work after this film will hopefully be about continuing to make space for the experiences of my other BIPOC brothers and sisters in, in, in our workspaces, in the camera, behind the camera. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's really, imp- it's important because it's, it's natural. It's just the most natural thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we live in, in such a time where identity, right, is what is, is such a thing that's being explored right now. Mm-hmm. It used to be, um, you know, America re- should remain American. And now it's just about like, well, what is America composed of? And now we're trying to find out all these different identities that really compose America. And we are, like you said, seeing people now trying to band together and being like, we all have these struggles. They look slightly different, but really they're just different shades of gray. And so we need to figure out a way to make it all better for all of us um and yeah. so no it was a great answer um I, I i i love your approach and i love that really your approach is just like how could i not because it's just so natural um it it it, 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 it was natural for you to address that thank you yeah i mean um, right that's, a, that's the thing like this story has all these different cultures in it but at the end of the day everybody in the story is american like gilbert's mm-hmm. story is the american dream like <laughs> cranston johnson who played calvin he's there you know, everyone has this, this um, birthright of the American dream mm-hmm. of America. And like, this is a land if you work really hard, you can have opportunities. And we're, they, they're all, every character in this film is taking on their birthright, right? That's what they're trying to do. And yeah. they're coming up on different, like you said, perfectly different barriers, um, but all different. I mean, I wouldn't say different shades of gray, because definitely like, there are the 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 um the experiences are very different right like yeah. i'm a white passing latina i understand that and i understand yeah. that that's privilege and i understand that i have to show up for my sisters who don't have that privilege in a different way um yeah so yeah i also i forgot about the the calvin scene yeah. um that that that's also another cultural experience that you address um and 
it's funny because I, I, as I'm seeing that scene, I'm, I'm adding my own concerns, right? My own prejudices in life into like, oh, it, should she do this? Should she not do this? And like, and, and, and that's, I, purpose, anyway. that's on purpose. It's fantastic. Um, well, <laughs> it was that awesome. Was really cool to see people like the, the, the holding of the breath when that scene happens, like they're expecting something bad. Yeah. Yes. And it, I'm always asking, why are you expecting something bad? Yes. Yes. Why? Yeah. You know, I think that makes, I, I hope that that creates a reflection um, because it obviously turns out wonderful and it is, he's, he's nothing but a proper ally and an actual, mm -hmm. like an actual friend and an actual everything. But you, you know, you we have, everyone comes into everything with a preconceived notion. So I like, like that was very purposeful to have that turn to present you with something and see how you react to it, man. It was very well done, very good. Like I said, the whole thing is very well thought out. I think the film is incredible, very Thank clever. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. What is, I guess lastly, do you know what's next? I know you, you're you still, you know, you've got uh, Women's <laughs> Losers traveling and doing different festivals. Do you know what's coming next for you? Uh, man, uh, hopefully, hopefully the whole world. But um, yeah, we're going to be doing all, all the festivals. We're doing Cinequest in Oxford and a couple of more that I can't announce yet. But I will mm -hmm. let everybody know I'm pretty active on Official Women is Losers, the Instagram page. So if you're interested, please just follow that and, you know, we'll keep you updated. As far as what I'm trying to do in the next, um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things. There's a lot of things I can't really talk about too much, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I definitely want to find a a space where you know we can all work together again like you know Lorenza served as an executive producer on this project she's my like sister and there's a bond in this I mean we haven't even talked about that like she is the bravest most wonderful collaborator anybody could ever ask for because it takes guts to do this and it takes it takes like so much like uh, just like bravery and talent and you know, uh, quick on your feetness. Like she's just everything that you could ever hope for in a collaborator and also as an actress is, you know, uh, I hope we get to do that multiple times throughout our careers. So yeah, a couple of more feature projects. Um, I definitely have a couple of TV uh, projects in the works. Um, just, you know, again, towards the same thing, having a space where all these intersectionality of cultures can play together naturally. That's where we want to go with this. And, you know, if there's an MCU conversation in there, I'm not going to say anything. Listen, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> you may not want that. And I don't want to put that pressure on you. But I'm just like, we need more representation in all of cinema, right? In all of Hollywood. But like, we need more representation in the MCU universe and these superhero, these huge, ridiculous blockbuster movies. Uh, and I would love to see you oh taking one of those and helming one. To be fair, that team is so incredible, and they are—they have been. I mean, from what I understand of that world, they're—they're they're very understanding and very excited to 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 do to do exactly all this. You know, your scene was about to be, you know, Shang Chi. Like, mm -hmm. it's incredible. It's September now, not July. Hold your horses, people. It's gonna be awesome. And you know, so it like. I know it seems like they're, you know, if there's a conversation about Latinx representation within that universe, um, I am more than, I know Lorenza and I are more than open to, <laughs> to yes. really, really grateful and would be really humbled to, you know, at least um, 
at least have a, uh, a hey, how are you? What's up? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for him. By the way, I, I, before we wrap up, I would be remiss to say, yes, your entire cast was fantastic. Um, and Lorenza went, it, it blew me away to find out that she was Francesca in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my God, right? I had to go rewatch that whole scene and she is so awesome. <laughs> so. And she does humor so well. Like she's yes. so funny. And yes. Chrissy, Chrissy is so funny, but she's also so dramatic. And it, it's so important that so many of these stories keep keep coming, you know, have, have a chance to get to the forefront because, you know, they're, they're, you're seeing how talented they are and they should get a mm-hmm. chance to do everything because they're so wonderful. Um, but yeah, the cast, yeah. I love the cast. Brian Craig, who, I'll tell you a quick story about Brian Craig. He came to the show three days before we shot and his first scene was the opening scene. He learned uh, the script overnight and was like, no, I got this, let's go. Who am I yelling at, you know? <laughs> so good friend, that was awesome. Everybody was awesome. Um, Thank but, you. I'm sure that they would love hearing that and I'll make sure to tell them. Yes, I loved it. Uh, again, everybody, any opportunity you get, they need to watch Women as Losers. Um, it's incredible. I'm, I'm very excited. I was very excited to get to talk to you. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and I will hear at M Report, the whole team, we're very much looking forward to your next projects. And you're going to be on our, you're going to be on our to look at, look out for uh, block. So That's such thank an you. Honor. Such an honor. Thank you. I'll keep you guys posted. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Yes. Have a good one. Thank you for your time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into my interview with Lisette Feliciano, the writer, director, producer of Women as Losers. You can find our pod, Minority Report Film, really anywhere you get your podcasts. If you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. As always, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minority Report. Peace.